0: The Financial Dads are not providing any financial, economic, legal, accounting, tax, or other advice in or by virtue of this podcast. Hello, welcome to the
1: Financial Dads podcast. This podcast is for all the moms and dads out there who struggle with life's topics, especially related to family and finances. Now, here's my dad, Paul Fagan. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Financial Dads podcast. Today, we welcome Julia Barbero. Julia is the mother of six and wife of Gino Barbero, an entrepreneur and co-founder of Jake and Gino. Together, they host the Julia and Gino podcast, where they focus on raising a family and running a business. Julia is the author of the Cannolis Exploded and the Gelato Blast books for all ages, encouraging responsibility, creativity, and decision making. Julia and her family live in St. Augustine, Florida, where they enjoy the old city and the simple beach life. Today, we will dive into how, successfully bal- how to successfully balance a career and the home from a personal financial perspective. Julia, welcome to the show.
0: Oh, thank you, Paul. Super excited.
1: Yeah, this was great. And I have to say that our pre-show chat <laughs> might be longer than the podcast taping today, <laughs> which was great. Uh, it was so <laughs> it was cool. So thank you. Yeah, it was a great conversation. We learned a lot and just to let the audience know. Uh, and we'll get into some of this in the podcast. Uh, Julia uh, uh, was from up here, up north in New York. Uh, she's down in Florida now. We'll get into that a bit. Um, and um, I think from a uh, money in marriage and home economics, there's all kinds of things we're going to explore today. So before we jump into all that, Julia, tell us a little bit about yourself and your journey.
0: Oh, wow. It is a long journey. When I when I say 20 years, I it, it kills me because it's actually more like almost 30. <laughs> so it just yes. definitely shows my age, right? But my husband and I, we've been married for 25 years. We do have six children. Our oldest is... 23. Our youngest is eight. We did start in May, pack. Uh, we My husband had a restaurant for many years, which I—that's where I met him actually. And when I met him, he had bought the restaurant with his family. And I just, when I saw them working together and the, the connection they had, and just the family vibe, putting into like the, that love of the family into the business, I just there was something about it that I. I, I just was so attracted to, and I just loved it. And so when we ended up getting married, uh, I also helped with the restaurant. Or As our children came, they also helped with the restaurant. And it, about five or six years ago, my husband just got burned out. He did not want anything to do with the restaurant. I mean, if anyone's in that, in that industry, they know the stress, they know the work that is involved, and he just needed something out. And he was getting into real estate which is something that I know nothing about. And I thought, my gosh, how, what am I gonna do with you? I don't know anything about real estate. I don't know about anything about the financial part of that. And so over time, I, I, I went from knowing the restaurant business, knowing how to help, knowing where my value was, where my place was to just questioning, well, wh- wh- where am I gonna be? And so he needed videos done, he needed editing, he needed help with his books. And I was like, well, I could help with that. I can help with videoing. I could help with editing. And slowly, by slowly, I, I would help him with these little things behind the camera, behind the scenes. And a lot of times, you know, as as especially in a, when we're working together with our spouse, we kind of want to be in the front with him and and saying, "Here I am," <laughs> you know. But working behind the scenes, I, 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 there was a humility that I had to that I had to un, un, un. You know what I mean? Like learn. And I, I thought, all right, this is actually really good for me. And so I put him, put him ahead and put him first and put him in the spotlight. And he, I mean, he's amazing with it. And he went from restaurant to entrepreneur into the real estate world. And he teaches people how to buy multifamily apartments. And he's created this community of unbelievable people that are, are, Leaving their jobs, leaving their professions to buy multifamily apartments and changing their lives, and so my kids and I would go to his events. We would help him buy books and all that, you know, help help sell books. And everybody would come up to me and say, "Julia, well, how do you do it?" And I said, "Well, what do you mean?" It's like, "Well, how do you raise a family? How do you homeschool? How do you support your husband and be here? Like, how are? How do you have it all together?" And I thought, well, I have no idea. I have to think about this (laughs) because years ago, I was super shy, super painfully shy. I'm like, there's no way I would ever, you know, give a talk or be on a podcast. My gosh. And I thought, okay, well, let me think about that. And And I had to come home for a while and say, what, how do I do it? What do I do? And I, you know, my husband is also a life coach and I saw the benefit that he had and, and the help that he had given to so many people. I mean, like changing their lives. And I thought, well, that's kind of kooky, the whole life coach thing. I thought it was kind of silly, but I'm like, let me look into it. And I found one and it was a marriage coaching. And I said, huh? And so I took the course, I became certified and I thought, well, this is helping me learn how to speak to people, learn how to listen to people. And so when I got into that, then I could actually say, okay, here's how I do it. And so I could, it's almost like it it was, it was giving me clarity on how I do what I do and how to explain it to others so that I could help them. And so now my husband and I, in a real estate conference, we will actually have a talk on relationships. We'll have a talk on marriage. We'll have a talk on family values. And people are like, we had no idea that this was going to be like this. We just thought it was all business, but this is what we need because how do we balance Our business life, which is super important, but how do we come home and actually have a good relationship with our family? Because if we don't have that, what's the point of the business? I mean, money's great and all. It does amazing things. But if you don't have that love and support at home, you know, what's the point? And so that's where I am right now. And I have, like, sometimes I just, like, I can't even believe where I am and what I'm doing because it's so... You know, I really had to get over some major fears, and we can go down that road if you want. But it it was a decision that I had to say, okay, you know, I'm tired of being afraid of people, being afraid to talk to people, being afraid to be in the spotlight. In order to help people, I have to get over that, and I have to just be afraid and still do it.
1: Wow, that is some journey, and I I, I appreciate you give us giving us the insight. A, a couple of things that I kind of took away from is, I think that gets lost in the shuffle, and I think that's very insightful. That you're able to plug, kind of that relationship, family, the the marriage stuff into the real estate investing, because I think that, at least for me, anecdotally, um, if your partner is not on the same page with you from a financial perspective, you're you're it's going to be very hard to win,
0: mm-hmm. right?
1: And and I think the fact that you're injecting, kind of that life coaching, marriage wisdom into the investment cycle, (laughs) I think is great. That's the one thing that kind of popped out at me. And the other thing that resonated was when you talked about your, your husband with the family vibe, it Mm -hmm. it resonated with me. I have a very dear friend. uh, My friend, Brian grew up in the restaurant business out in Jersey, Mm -hmm. same thing. And I know that um, that family is so super tight Mm -hmm. Because of that business, and 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 there's a lot of things that have changed in their lives, but mm-hmm. I think that fundamentally they're so close. And I'm imagining your husband and his family are very close, and mm. and I I see that from those family businesses. That's the one thing I get, and and so I think that is is very cool. Um, and I'd love to as a one thir- another aside is I would you know. Hopefully, it's a pre-plug. Hopefully, we get Gino on the podcast oh,
0: yeah. Oh, yeah, to talk Definitely.
1: about multifamily investing because <laughs> that is becoming more and more of a hot topic on the podcast is alternative investing. Mm-hmm. I think people um, are, are familiar with the stock market, familiar with the tra- quote-unquote traditional ways of investing, mm-hmm. but I think that uh, nowadays people want that diversity in their portfolio. Mm-hmm. and and real estate keeps coming up as a hot topic so you know hopefully we'd love to have him on the show at oh, some absolutely. point i'll um,
0: definitely book
1: him on No, very cool <laughs> and i want to talk a little bit about your decision to move from new york to florida you, you touched mm-hmm. upon it around getting burnt out and stuff like that um why the move why florida tell us a little bit about because the other thing was i could tell anecdotally like i I've, I've talked it a little bit at a very high level oh we should move mm. and we're not moving. Like uh-huh. right now, my kids, it is what it is. We're in New York. And as you know, you know New York is, you know, yes. taxes are high. <laughs> it's a very fast pace. Um, there's a lot of competition. Um, part of me at some point would love to move to, I always, you know, the, the town I always joke about, I said, I keep saying, I want to move to Fargo, North <laughs> Dakota. <laughs> right. And I, for anyone who's listening to Fargo, you can tell me how great it is because I'm picturing it's awesome. Right, it's cold, but it's awesome uh, because it's just the lifestyle and uh, and everything. But um, why 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 the move and and why did you pick where you guys landed?
0: It's important to to learn the the little bit of the backstory. You know, as we were talking about the restaurant business, <clears throat> he would come home late at night. <clears throat> excuse me, at late at night, and I mean completely wiped out. And I would watch this, and this is part of the awareness that we sometimes don't think about it. So it's usually about ourselves, like how I'm feeling, how I was with the kids all day. You know, we never really look at the other part of the relationship. We don't really look at from the eyes of the other spouse, let's say. And so I started doing this, just noticing him, noticing my husband coming home completely wiped out and completely like defeated every night. He'd come home dirty with his chef coat, you know, his chef pants, filthy, throw them in and just like, just be done for the day. And I was just like, oh my gosh, like, He's happy in his relationship. You know, he's happy with the kids, but there's something wrong. There's something not right with him. And I'd noticed that for months, months and months and months. And there was one night he comes home and he just, and I could see, and I saw it in his face and he sat on the couch, the kids were sleeping. And he's like, you know, I I just, he's like, what if we sell the restaurant and move to Florida? And like everything in my head was like, well, no way. I mean, I'm not leaving my family. I'm not leaving my friends, everything we know. Everyone we know, and this is all familiar. We don't know anyone down here. We don't know anyone in Florida. Everything in me was saying no way. And I thought to myself, who am I putting first here? I'm putting everything outside of my home first. I'm putting my friends, my family, familiar, just surroundings, the environment. And I look at him and I'm like, holy cow, I'm supposed to be putting him first. And I said, sure, let's go. And, a, and he just was like, Oh, okay. And yeah, that's the start of it.
1: That's great. Cause I, I don't think a lot of spouses look at it through that lens. Hmm. Um, and I think that it, it's very interesting uh, that, that you were able to have that vision to kind of, but I think also in all fairness, um, yes, you're putting him first, but you're putting your whole family first, right? Absolutely. He, I would say Absolutely. for your kids, and for you, and and I've had friends that move down to, and you're, you're in Florida. We talked about it, St. Augustine. Mm-hmm. Um, I have friends down there, and they love it. And, and what I noticed about people that move from Connecticut, New York, and New Jersey, when they mm-hmm. move from that state to another state, they typically never move back. And they hate to even come back <laughs> in a little way. They're excited to see their friends and everything, but they're yeah. like, oh. I got to land in New York. It's like a breakup
0: in a a bad relationship. You know what I mean? You're in a bad relationship. You don't really realize it until you get out of it. And then you look back, you're like, what, why didn't I do that earlier?
1: That's so funny. Well, it's so funny. I mean, that, that is, that's a great observation to kind of put it in that context. And I want to jump a little bit into, and this kind of ties all in money and marriage, right? Mm -hmm. And how do you go about coaching couples on money. And when I say about that, there's there's kind of three stages that I'm mm-hmm. thinking of. There's kind of before marriage having mm-hmm. conversations about money. Then there's starting the marriage, you know, one's got 200,000 in school loans, another one has $60,000 yeah. saved and now we got to combine and mm-hmm. how do you look at, you know, or other issues that may come out when you're starting your marriage. And then I thought about this when I was formulating the question the term managing the marriage, because <laughs> mm-hmm. there's got to be a little bit of, I don't know if I'm using the right verbiage, but I want to get your expert opinion as to how do you work with coaching couples in terms of money and marriage?
0: Well, a lot of times there's just a misunderstanding and that when my, in our relationship, that's what it was. You know, I came from a super Irish family where money was, I'm just going to over exaggerate here. Money was evil. And so when you got it, you had to get rid of it. And so you live that simple life, that poor life, and that's just what it was because it doesn't bring you happiness. And so that was embedded in me. And my husband, Italian, entrepreneur family, <laughs> a little different, <laughs> you know what I mean? And so my husband would, you know, save the money and try to invest it and try to buy little little assets here and there. And, and it was, in my view… He was being selfish. He was being, you know, um, greedy in a sense, trying to save all the money. I'm trying to like help all these people, and he's like, "No, no, no. We have a family. We're having a family," and and I and so it was that was probably for I don't know 15 20 years of our marriage, which is crazy because this is very recently. He used to use the word financial freedom all the time, mm-hmm. and it used to irritate me because I'm like, "Well, what does that mean? You're you're going to be financially free, and then you're going to be happy," and that's what my view was for him. And I thought, well, that's irritating because, you know, money is not going to bring happiness. And so it was this ongoing issue that we had. It was kind of like one of those blocks that we had for years and years and years. And unfortunately, it just wasn't explained properly to me. And so when we moved down to Florida, like I said, we left everyone. My kids, half of them loved it. Half of them hated it, cried for, you know, two years. And so that was, that was hard to manage as well. And, and I'm like, look, you're, you're now you're financially free and who's happy. You know what I mean? And it kind of gave him a hard time and he's like, Julia, listen, look, we're doing really well. Let's fly your mom down. Let's give her, you know, a whole year. We, we, we found her an apartment. We let her stay here because she hates the winter in New York. And so we were able to do that. All the kids' friends, we flew down. We went to Disney with them. He's like, we couldn't do this if I didn't do well. If I wasn't financially free, we wouldn't be able to do this. It's the experience that you could give other people. It's the experience you can give our family with other people. We wouldn't be able to do this if we weren't financially free. And all of a sudden, I'm like, well, why didn't you explain that before? <laughs> because I didn't understand. You A lot of times we explain something, especially to our spouse, in our own language, the way that we understand it and a lot of times we have to step out and explain it so that they understand it if that makes sense because i didn't understand what it meant to be financially free and what the benefits was until he explained it in the way that i could understand and so now i mean we just had a fundraiser the other night with 150 people our oldest is a missionary with life teen and we had father leo the chef he's a, he's a famous uh, he's a famous pre chef we had him come in spent who knows how many thousands of dollars but we did that because we wanted to support our daughter. Like we were no way we able to do that without, without being financially free. And so it's, it's, the explanation that I needed was a little different. And so I just encourage anyone out there, any spouse out there who is trying to explain to their spouse or maybe their wife, what it means to be financially free or why they want to make money. Look at the other side of the, of the coin, look at your wife's view and your wife's view, because find out what, what her view of money is because a lot of times it's just a misunderstanding. And that, I mean, it could have been cleared up years ago, but then I wouldn't have this story to share. No, that's awesome.
1: I, 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 everything you said, I was (laughs) super insightful, Mm -hmm. especially about the power of those life experiences. Let's bring mom down. Mm -hmm. Hey, let's fly some of your friends down. I mean, Mm -hmm. how cool is that? you know uh and, and and disney of course you know that oh. kind of that hub of, like we all know and, what
0: how much that costs right? yeah
1: yeah like you can't do that just being you know not. yeah you have to have money to do those things and yeah. i want to kind of dive into this a little bit so you've learned all these lessons especially from your own experience mm-hmm. and i want to kind of break down these three components so it, you know so new couple they think they're going to get married they just proposed you know what's your advice before they get married? go
0: I, I think that you should talk about the view of money. I think you should understand the other person's background because a lot of times we get into marriage and we just you know okay, here's these new people, and we don't know anything about their upbringing in a sense of their view of marriage what their what their their childhood was like, as far as the parents how the parents were in the home, because that does shape the person, right? So how our mom and dad acted to each other actually does affect us in our own marriage. We either try to be like our parents or we try to be the opposite of them. And so to understand a little bit about them, learn about your fiance's background about their fears about their desires to bring into your new family, because a lot of times most things most issues that we have are just misunderstandings. We don't understand the the other person's fears and views of let's say money or childhood or or marriage all of that so learn about the person because it really does come into your family and you're like, why is my wife acting like this? Like, why is my husband, you know, freaking out that I just, you know, spent a hundred dollars more than like, there's, there's a reason behind it. It's usually some kind of crazy story. If you date, you know, even how your mother treated you, you know, my husband was always, he has, he's, he's the older brother. So he was always accused of everything, right? It was always his fault. (laughs) And so if you're like, Gino, you know, why'd you do that? I didn't do that. Like, why does he do that? And I'm like, all right, let me think back. Okay. You're, it was always your fault. Your mom always thought you were the one that, that made the mistake. So that's why he acts the way he does. But I never would have known that if I didn't go deep into, tell me about your childhood. Tell me about your mom. Tell me about your dad, how you treated him. Because all of that comes into your marriage. And instead of being irritated with your spouse, now you know their background. Now you're going to have compassion to pour them. And let me tell you, it makes all the difference in your marriage when you have compassion instead of being irritated.
1: That, that's amazing. Yeah. You hit, I got a chill thinking about when you talked about learning from your parents what to do and not to do.
0: Mm-hmm. So
1: I, that, that resonates with me. I could do a whole <laughs> therapy session on that yes. when it comes to the financials. Uh, the next part is you know, so that same couple, they've just gotten married, uh, they've gone on the honeymoon, they're back home. How are they starting that marriage? What are some tips for them? When they're starting, they're in the same household now. The honeymoon is, uh, quote unquote, yeah. the honeymoon's over.
0: Yeah, right. Yeah. All
1: the pageantry's <laughs> over, whatever that is. Now they have to begin life. What is that? What What advice do you have for people starting the marriage?
0: It's important to know that it's not going to be perfect. A, a lot of times we go into marriage thinking you're going to bring happiness to me. We have these. We have these expectations of the other person is going to bring us happiness. And a lot of times we are happy initially, you know, after the honeymoon stage, you, you said, and all of a sudden we're not happy. And so whose fault is it? Well, it's your fault. It's not my fault. <laughs> You're supposed to bring me happiness and therefore I'm not happy, <laughs> you know? And I think that's one of the things is, is when we talk, of what I talk about, especially to a lot of women reflecting and, and you know, anyone outside of me could do anything. It's, it's up to me to decide if I'm irritated is up to me if I'm, if I'm insulted, you know, why is it that a a local person, you know, you walk to the store, they, they say some stupid thing to you, insult, and you're like, yeah, whatever. But if your husband said that, you know, you're going to be in a fight for two weeks. And so if my, my, I guess what what I'm trying to say is you need to work on yourself in a sense where you need to be, have awareness of your thoughts why am I irritated with this? What a, usually it's our own issue that we're dealing with. It's not our spouse. And so I always talk about thinking about why things irritate me. Because it's usually not, it's easy to blame the other person. It's easy for me to say, I'm having a rough day because my husband said this. No, you're having a rough day because something else is really eating at you that you need to work on. And so as we're working on each other, we also have to work on ourselves and it's really a, a challenge because it's easier to blame other people right it's easier to yeah. say my husband's a jerk i can't believe he said that to me instead of why does this bother me what 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 about what about what he says is really eating at me and it's usually something to do with our own our own view of ourselves if that makes sense
1: it does and i think what what's coming out which is great and th- this advice is applicable to he left his socks on the floor for the 18th time or she went out and spent $30 at Starbucks or so (laughs) it's, it's financial, it's non-financial. This advice cuts across both, both areas. And then the last component is, you know, now this couple is in the marriage for 10 years. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, it's, it's, it's going along. Okay. Or, you know, and everything's moving along, but how do you manage the marriage Mm -hmm. when it comes to the finances and, and, and what do you do to make sure that everyone's on the same page and you're rowing in the right direction. Um, and, and like you said before, at the start of the podcast, it was like in New York for 20 years and you had all this stuff and then you moved to Florida. It's been awesome. And like, how do you, how do you, how do you manage the marriage so you can short circuit those things up front? So you could Mm -hmm. be happy. Like, and maybe this is an add on question. If you had to do it again, would you have moved to Florida sooner? Right, with that life choice. Yeah, you know, that's but- a great
0: question too. But yeah, to, to let's go to marriage, but manage the marriage. I, I think a lot of times we get married and over the years, especially with children, all of a sudden we're so busy with raising the kids. And and this I'm 100% guilty of this because we had six, we have six children and it was crazy. I mean, I was a stay-at-home mom and it was just overwhelming. And for many, many years, I literally would ignore my husband and just take care of the kids because, you know, First of all, sometimes you have to, you know what I mean? But at the same time, there are a lot of mistakes that I made as far as not going out of my way, because I could have. And so it took me to (laughs) go to life coach school (laughs) to realize that, oh, (laughs) I have to put the effort in too, (laughs) you know, I don't just wait for them to take the first step. That's a lot of, that's a big mistake on our, on our part when, especially in a marriage when we're like, well, he's not going to, he's not going to take the step. So I'm not going to either. And, and let, me, let me just be honest, that is the worst mistake that we could ever make is wait for the other person to t- take that step. And so I just encourage anyone listening, and this is always a good reminder for me, take the first step because it's worth it. If there's, if there's a little bit of distance, because over the 10 years, how much have you changed in 10 years? I mean, it's ridiculous. How much have we, we grown in 10 years? And a lot of times we don't even know that person anymore because we're so different we we, you know, we go on the dates early on to learn about each other and, and then we stop <clears throat> and then it's like, okay, it's about the kids. It's about the business. Take the time to learn about your spouse again, because we are so different. Our husbands don't know. We, we, they don't know us anymore. You guys don't know I, the, the wives. And so I always recommend talk a little bit, say, Hey, you know, you know, not only how was your day, tell me what was exciting today. You know, change the questions you ask each other. Not just when the husband comes home. Hey, how how you doing? You know, Gina, what was exciting today? What'd you do exciting? Who what, would you talk to? What excited you today about you know that conversation or that podcast you were on? Tell me about it. And uh, because we put so much effort into other things, and we forget about our spouse, and we forget about our marriage because it's there. You know what I mean? It's we already have it, so we always think, all right, well, I guess we don't have to put that work in. When you're past your husband give them a pat on the back when you pass your wife, give her a hug for no reason, you know, notice them a little bit different. Maybe, you know, maybe they're playing with the kids. Wow. I, I noticed how you're playing with the kids. That was amazing. I, you know, I love how you, how you interact with them. Notice the person again, because a lot of times we forget about them. We put them on the back burner because we have it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe send a text, say, how you doing? I was just thinking about you. Simple. They're all simple. <clears throat> you that, know but it makes a huge difference because if you have a happy marriage life is amazing
1: that we is great with the effort yeah that is great advice and i, I the two things that kind of jumped out at me was it took my wife and i a long time to figure out and, and admittedly we covid put impacted it but before mm-hmm. covid Uh, We made a conscious decision. This ties to the financials. I'm just going to throw this out there. Mm -hmm. I don't know if this. I I trust your opinion, whether you endorse this or not. So (laughs) we we would say at least once a month, or you know, we would try to have a date night. We would spend Mm -hmm. the money first sitter. And I know I'm thankful and grateful we could do that. We'd spend the money first sitter, and and some people would say, well, why would you do that? You're going to spend all this money first sitter, and then you're going to go out and spend all that money on dinner. And I and it ties back to what you said. You really have to reconnect. And I think when we would have those dinners, we would reconnect in some level because Mm -hmm. we were talking, the kids were taken care of, Mm -hmm. we're out, we could talk about other things. The other thing you said that, which resonated with me was I Mm -hmm. had a a gentleman that I used to work with that, you know, he he once said, I told him this, he had given a a talk at work about managing career and Mm -hmm. family. And he said exactly what you said, tuning the question, just say, not saying how was your day you get the one word answer eh, it was okay you know he said what is the you know he said ask your kids what's what was the best part of your day and that will unfold the conversation so i think that's what you were talking about and and so that's cool and then i want to jump a little bit into the mechanics so six kids homeschooling there's a lot going on right from a home budget perspective how do you approach the family finances with your husband do you do you co co manage the budget? Is there someone that's taking the lead? Tell us as much as you can uh, about how you f- how you approach kind of the the home front, the home budget.
0: Yeah, and like I, like I said earlier, I came from that Irish background with you know horrible <laughs> horrible advice <laughs> on money, and it was then that my, you know my husband obviously took took reins to that from, from the beginning, always in, you know, he was, he was the budgeter. He knew everything. He was very tight with it. And so it was uncomfortable because I would go out, like you said, spend $30 at Starbucks. What the heck we go to the, we go to Starbucks sometimes and it's, it's close to a hundred dollars. I'm just going to be honest <laughs> because there's a lot of us and my husband sees the bills. He gets a little ding on his phone and I'm just like, Ugh. you know what I mean? <laughs> so it is there. But it was it was that I didn't understand it. And I wanted to be clear on that again, because he had to explain, you know, I a lot of times too, even with I want to put this in there because this is important. A lot of comments from from early on, you have six kids. That means you have six colleges. You have six weddings. I mean, people would give us a hard time. Let me tell you from from beyond. I mean, I get I get I would get the worst comments in New York In Florida. Everybody's (laughs) a little bit nicer. (laughs) But in New York, what are you going to do? And my husband very recently, he explained it to me again with real estate. He's like, listen, he was playing it to the kids and I happened to be there. And he said, cause the kids were like, well, are we saving money? You know, we have all these bank accounts. He's like, listen, we're buying an asset with this money. The asset is, is, is giving us rent. So we have income and that income is going to pay for our oldest is college. Gabriella. It paid for her college for four years. She's done with college. We don't have any loans for the college. So we still have the asset because we bought it. We're still getting money. Michael's in college. It's paying for his college. And we still have that one asset paying for Michael's college when he's done. Sophia will be in college. And that one asset we bought years ago, we still have it. And so I'm like, oh, you should have explained that to me years ago as well, because I didn't understand. People were giving us hard times about saving money for the kids' college when we really just saved money for that one asset of the the, uh, the multifamily apartment building, which is giving us income paying for those long terms, you know what I mean? And so that helps me understand. And again, that's what I'm trying to say is explain it differently to your spouse. If you don't understand it now, as far as the finances, my husband does take control of that, but we are, we actually have a meeting every Sunday and we get on and we have, um, we have a power, like a little, you know, a uh, Google doc that we talk about what we have coming up, what anything to do with finances, anything coming up or like, I'm, or listen, I have, you know, all these, all these people coming over next weekend for this fundraiser we're doing. It's going to probably cost about this much. And we talk about it in a sense where I have to take away my, cause I still have it sometimes at cheapness. You know what I mean? I don't want to spend the money, but I'm not, I have to get rid of it. And that's always going to be there. And I think that's okay. But he knows that about me now. And I know about him now because we obviously talked about that. And so we do go through what things cost, where we can, you know, there was years at the restaurant where he didn't make money, seven years. It was, it was really bad, but we had a big, beautiful house. Everyone thought we were doing well. And I was cutting back like crazy because we weren't making money. And so it's that understanding of, okay, my husband's stressed for seven years, we, we had to cut back. And again, it goes back to that compassion instead of that irritation. I understand the struggle he was going through and I saw it. So I'm like, I have to have compassion. I have to back off a little bit. And, and it's just that whole thing of working together and understanding that you're on the same page. You're not working against each other. A lot of marriages, everybody's butting heads because they feel like they're in competition. Well, if you're not making the money, I'm not happy. If I'm spending more money that, you know what I mean? And and so there's usually a reason why this is for the men out there. There's usually a reason why our, the wife is spending money. And and this is a little bit something, but I, I know it's true because I've talked to many people. When we're not feeling, uh, let's say, valued, when we're not feeling wanted, when we're not feeling important in the marriage, we tend to spend more money. That's a little tip for all you guys out there. <laughs> so just curious if your wife is spending money just unnecessarily. Give her a little tension. See what happens.
1: That's interesting. Yeah, you, what resonated was the meeting on Sundays. I I like that approach. Oh, un-
0: unbelievable! That's yeah. huge.
1: I like that approach. I because it's
0: I've kind t- of like a date too. Just to put it out there.
1: Yeah, I've tried, I tried. Mean? Yeah, and I'm gonna go out and kind of. I tried that in my marriage, and and the way <clears> our fine our finance our financials work. Okay. I, I don't. I I think they could work better but they they work pretty well. Oh, okay,
0: so what I hear I'm going to use the coaching technique here. So when you say better, what does that mean?
1: I think that we could be more in sync with the money on both sides, right? And more collaborative. I I think that the way it's been I I think I drive paying the bills. I and mm-hmm. I because I like that. I'm doing the podcast. That's been my sure. thing. I had a paper out mm-hmm. when I was 12 years yeah. old. And I like to deal with the, the nuances of it. So, so I, and there's there's story after story, but like, mm-hmm. you know, even little things like, um, and, and she'll probably, no, I don't think she'd mind me telling this story. We have, mm-hmm. I have this, we have this basket in the mm-hmm. office and I, and the re, we call it the bill bucket. And originally it was literally a painter, a, a cardboard paint bucket that I wrote bill bucket on because mm-hmm. when we, and this is the learning path, right? When we first got together, like the mail would just kind of be all over the house, like it would mm-hmm. just, And I'm like, mm-hmm. and I'm like, I need one favor. Any bill that needs to be paid, please, it has to go in the bill bucket. And she laughed right. about it. But then we have a wicker bucket that that's. I'm looking at it. We have a wicker. Yeah. Bu- we've had it for. You. She for one Christmas, she got it for us, and so she's like, "This is we want to upgrade the bill bucket." But it, but it worked out, right? So. The other thing that I, I that comes to mind is at one point, and I talk about this, this was our first podcast episode years ago. I made a conscious effort at one point to pay the mortgage. I knew that having a mortgage for us and this is
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, this has been a source of a, of backyard barbecue debates around the country <laughs> forever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, and you hear about cheap money, and I'm going to invest, mm-hmm. and I'm going to leverage, and you shouldn't be doing that. And right. I get all the arguments, and I've been told I was <laughs> a moron for paying off the mortgage. But, but my wife was very cool with it. I said, "Listen, I think I want to, I want to get this mortgage done. We're going to have to figure mm-hmm. it out, but I really want to accelerate it, get it done." And she didn't push back. But I think part of it was she she thought that, well, why? And I think that's because everyone has a mortgage. Maybe her parents always had more, whatever that is. Mm -hmm. She didn't really see the value in having, of paying off the mortgage. But once we did, but she agreed, she's like, Mm -hmm. all right, I'll follow your lead. And we did, and we got it paid and it was a big sacrifice. Mm -hmm. I can't emphasize enough that we did have to sacrifice to do that. Um, And then later on, there was a situation where she was in a social gathering Mm -hmm. And people were talking about their mortgages, right? So after that, she was like, she's like, man, I'm, I'm, I'm glad we don't have a mortgage. <laughs> people are really upset. Like, because it's, and, and so those were kind of like, I know I, I, those are kind of two anecdotal things. Mm-hmm. I don't know what your opinion is on that. Maybe we'll kind of shift yeah. gears a little bit. You, you, I've, I've talked about money in our marriage. Mm-hmm. What are you thinking? What, what jumps out at you?
0: I, I think a lot of times it comes down to willingness to trust. Because mm. that's a, a, a big deal. And and a lot of us don't have this conversation with our spouse. And it could be about anything. But if we're talking about finances, it's interesting because, you know, obviously my husband is, is more qualified to do the finances than I am, which I'm thankful for. <laughs> and, and I had to have that willingness to trust him and, and say, okay, he really does know what he's doing. And I'm going to actually just hand that over. And, and a lot of times I've, I've asked even a, a lot of men that I spoke with in the same situation, same, kind of the same question, not that did you prove to her that you're, you're trustworthy, but you can ask for that. You can say to your you know wife or your husband, are you willing to trust me on this? Because when we ask our husband, if they're willing to, and then say, can you trust me? Or are you willing to listen to me? Maybe we have something that we really want to talk about. Instead of saying, why, could, why don't you ever listen to me? Or why don't you ever trust me? We get irritated. If you just change it a little bit and say, would you be willing to trust me on the finances? A lot of, like the other side can't really say, no, I'm not willing. <laughs> you know, usually they'll be like, okay, are you willing to listen to me? I just have something really important to talk about. Would you be willing to give give me five minutes?
1: Yeah. And, and I think that trust is, mm-hmm. maybe that's why it works so well. It's implicit, but yeah, we don't have weekly meetings. My wife.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: We, uh,
0: we, we, the this art is new our, for us. Yeah. Paul. This is very new for us. I just want to, I just want to tell you. Um, you know, I, yeah. It, and it will come when, when it comes because I was kind of irritated, to be honest. I'm Like, I don't want to have a weekly meeting.
1: Yeah. <laughs> have, yeah. You know yeah. what I mean?
0: But I thought, okay. I thought to myself, I'm looking at the other side. All right. All right. Let's try it. And, you know what I mean? It's one of those things where, where we kind of have to just take a step in, you know? And so, mask, say, say, hey, what's your wife's name, Paul? Uh, Shelly. Shelly, would you be willing to just try one meeting with me, see how it goes?
1: I could, uh, but uh, yeah, and I, but I don't know. This is where, and once again, this is like a, this is this is. I thank you for the free coaching. Um, I, I didn't. That wasn't the the intention to 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 do that to you. Uh, and we'll kind of we'll kind of wrap that piece up. But I think basically this has been for decades now. The mm-hmm. the trust is implicit.
0: Mm-hmm. I'm
1: not running away with the money. Um, we have a very, we have our own way uh, to be another whole podcast to kind of tell everyone how mm-hmm. we kind of handle the family finances, but it works really well for us. Mm-hmm. And what I think is because we we have a level of of, of separation in the money um, that gives us both our identity, maybe that's what mm-hmm. kind of comes out. So we each have, you know, but but we do work very collaboratively For the household, so you know, uh, so so I think it works pretty well for us. But you know, I there's different schools of thought. Whether maybe this is a question, Mm -hmm. I'll bring it out there now that it's popped up. When you talk to to families and marriage, and you talk about money, do you recommend combining it into one pot? Do you recommend keeping it separate and having a household pot? Um, I, I think there's different schools of thought on it, and I have friends. Where the majority everything goes into one bucket, mm-hmm. um but I also have friends that they don't do it that way, right where mm-hmm. the the spouses keep their finances separate, but they do have you know joint accounts uh, for the family to drive things forward, and there's this um, uh, veil, maybe mm-hmm. that's the right word or 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 false thinking that the money is separate when it really is combined, right? Cause if we were to go for a divorce, everything's on the table. I totally right. get it. Right. So, but, <laughs> but, but in your opinion, do, do you recommend that families put the money in one bucket or, or is there a, a, a reason to have that level of separation? What's your thoughts on that?
0: Well, my question is what is your view of marriage, right? Because if your view of marriage is like, well, I'm going to be in this until it doesn't work then keep it separate. But if your marriage is for the long run and you're planning on, you know, keeping to your vows, then why would it be separate? You know, it doesn't, it's up to you on your view of marriage. I think, what What do you think?
1: Yeah, no, it, it, I think I, I like to think that it's forever. Uh, and, and, I mean, of and, course,
0: of course there's yeah. always issues. Of course there's always things that come up, but I, yeah. a lot of times I think that actually is what holds us back of letting go of that control of our side of it and letting go of, you know, and being joint and being one and being a partner, you know, and, and because it's always like, well, my money's here, your money's there. And it says that there's a, there's a tension. There's a tension I, th- there. I,
1: I think the opposite. Um, do you? I, oh, I, I do because, because, well, first of all, I always lean back on this er, years ago. <laughs> Oprah had a magazine called O. And there was a whole article recommending to manage uh, family finances separately, which mm-hmm. I which think is, I have by, a scanned a copy of it. not
0: married if you're yeah. <laughs> So you hit it on the, the head.
1: So, so we mm-hmm. – um, but, but I always kept that article on the side. But I think yeah. it gives us a level – look, if I want to – if my wife wants to go buy mm-hmm. something
0: mm-hmm.
1: within reason, and I mm-hmm. want to buy something within reason. Mm-hmm. We we don't have to ask each other. Mm-hmm. Now, I agree. I'm not, you know, we can't, we're not buying new cars. We're not buying, right. okay, I just bought a summer home. Sure. You know, yes. those types of things, <laughs> right? Happy. But But I think that it gives each spouse this freedom of autonomy. Because I've run into mm-hmm. situations where I have friends, they can't, go and go to dinner because mm-hmm. it's commingled and oh and, and I'm like I've never mm-hmm. had that right and and once mm-hmm. again this is a I'm thankful and grateful that my wife works I work and I want to get into that question with mm-hmm. you it's another topic I definitely want to touch mm-hmm. upon in the next the next the next question but I'm thankful and grateful that we both have good jobs and and we have we've, we've been able to save money for colleges and we've been able to pay off our mortgage because a lot of people don't have that. So I want to pre preempt that. Mm -hmm. But I think that this level of separation for us anecdotally has always worked out well because we don't fight about money. Mm. Like we just don't like we just don't. That's not something Mm -hmm. that, you know, that we argue about. I shouldn't say fight. That's a strong word. We don't Mm -hmm. fight about anything.
0: Argue. Argue mm-hmm. is
1: probably a better word, but we don't argue mm-hmm. about money. We just haven't. And once again, thankful, and grateful for that. So, mm-hmm. I, you know, I'll
0: think it. Yeah, I I'll think let it you have the last word
1: and then we'll... I'll, no, I'll, I'll, I think it goes back
0: <laughs> to respect for each other. Like you said something about, you know, certain people can't go out to dinner because then the husband, you know, it, it's a respect for each other. And I think when, if that's the issue, then there's something deep in the marriage that needs to be worked on. Mm. It, it's not about, it's not... <laughs> this is always a funny comment but it's not about the money in the situation it's about the relationship it's about the view of each other it's about that's once you work on your actual marriage that's just a that's just an it's just a side effect you know what I mean that's just a that's not that's not this that's not the problem the problem is the relationship the problem is that the connection is not there and so if we work on the the respect for each other and the trust for each other the willingness to to listen to each other and the worries about money, the, all of those things. And we really sit down and talk to each other about that. That's when all of that will go away because all of a sudden now you're like, oh, okay, I'm gonna spend money on this. You know, maybe it's not a lot, but I'm not gonna be worried that my husband's gonna be like, Julie, what are you doing? Like, why are you spending money on this? And it's, sometimes it happens, but my husband now trusts me. I don't have to worry anymore. I don't have to, you know, obviously I'm being responsible. Responsibility is another piece to it. Mm-hmm. I'm not going out and buying, you know, five hundred dollar pair of shoes, and you know we can hardly pay for, you know, the 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 the, uh, the food. You know what I'm saying? Like we have to be responsible at the same time, and that are all conversations that we don't have with each other because we're we're afraid of what's going to come out of them, and so we avoid these conversations. We avoid getting to know our spouse again. We avoid all of this the, these important conversations and so i always encourage people in this situation to write get a journal get a piece of paper whatever you want to call it write down your thoughts on money write down your thoughts on your husband on your marriage what's lacking what could be better what is amazing in your marriage and then a- approach each other and say listen we really i really would l- love to have this conversation because it's really being You know i i want to be close i want to have an amazing marriage i want to be free with talking about money without having an argument i want to be able to go buy something without the worry of you're going to get mad at me all of this stuff can be talked about but we're so afraid to talk about it because sometimes we're afraid to what the other person might say but i promise you that it is the beginning of an incredible relationship that you'll only get closer You know, and once you and your spouse are close, the family, the kids are happier, and then the business actually benefits from it. And so, like when we talk about all these things, it's just the closeness of the spouses really does affect everything around.
1: That's cool. (laughs) That makes sense. Yeah, it does. And I, I think I'll leave it at that because I, I I think (laughs) (laughs) it could be a whole other podcast episode and, and many many coaching sessions, but <laughs> I, I think at this point uh, it's been working for me. So I'm going to, mm-hmm. I'm going to just kind of look at it in the like corner working is and it's, it's, all it's working. It's, is good, it's, it's working so I'm just going to leave it alone, it better. but I love this, better. but thank you for this conversation. <laughs> I'm definitely, I say this, I oversay this on the podcast. I'm going to, mm-hmm. Oh, you know, it's such a great episode. I'm going to, I'm going to listen back. I'm going to listen back a couple of times. Right. And so <laughs> I appreciate that. Um, I want to get into I read a book a long time ago called "The Two Income Trap." and mm-hmm. and I think a lot of couples here in America, especially, they they get into the trap of having to have dual incomes, right and mm-hmm. i've had I've had some really good friends of mine that have managed to have and live on one income, and the the one spouse would be would be able to stay almost said aloud, that's not the right word mm-hmm. is able to stay at home. With the kids mm-hmm. and and be and manage that household and be just and, and have that important role just as important like i'm saying Absolutely. the person at the person at home has got just the important role if not more important than the person going out and making the money right mm-hmm. i think there's a different layer of pressure for people that are going to be on that single income at home so i've had people that have done it successfully there's sacrifices there's all kinds of things um, i me and my wife definitely fell into the dual, the two income trap. Um, the story I always tell is, uh, we had a, a nice little condo and, um, we lived in that for uh, when my son was born. And then at one point, um, we thought about, well, i I'll, I'll kind of call it out. Uh, you know, I said, well, maybe we could just, you know, you can stay home. I'll, 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 I'll stay working. And, you know, and my wife really wanted, to do that which was fine Mm -hmm. um and Mm -hmm. then we bought a house the house we're in now and uh in july and that december my son was in preschool uh in daycare um and people who know have kids in daycare they get by the time they get to fifth grade they're immune (laughs) to everything because they've gotten everything already and my son is sitting at my my in-law's house in the high chair and He's sneezing. He's coughing. He's, you know, and 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 my in laws have said, "Oh, it would have been great if uh, if uh, one of you could have stayed home for." And we had already bought the house. Like we had gotten rid of the mm-hmm. condo, and you know, the real estate market in New York. Yes. Sure. And I said that. Mm-hmm. I said that offer was put on the table. It was rejected, and now we're stuck, right? We're in the trap, right? We're in the two income mm-hmm. trap. And yes. and and that being said, it's not a bad trap. It's okay. And and this goes back to. In the, you know the, what we were talking about before with money is you know we it, it's been good, right? Because mm-hmm. as I have ups and downs and she has you know I, in the career and I might she might have ups. And, you know, it all kind of balances out when you have the dual incomes, right? Which is great. But f- families that don't, they they there's this there's this risk. You have you know one person bringing in the money, and that fails. What do you do, right? So mm-hmm. long winded way to ask the question. I'll kind mm-hmm. of go back. So. You know, how do you advise families on how to accomplish life on one income? And do you think mm. that's important? Is that an important concept for, for one parent to be home and, 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 and one parent working more? Like, what, what are your thoughts on that?
0: Yeah, you, you, you use the word risk. And I, I think that's important because there's always risk, even if it's a two income family. Look at COVID, how many people lost their job? There's always mm-hmm. a risk, no matter what whether you have one income or two. And I think that's important to know is that things are risky. Um, obviously, I'm, I'm, I'm sure you're not going to be surprised that I am all for the mom staying home. <laughs> obviously, I'm a homeschool mom, a mother of six, you know, but it is, there's one thing that I noticed in this, I, I, I always wanted to be home. I, you know, I, I've, I, I was a hairdresser for a while before school, a natural, um, holistic nutrition, uh, all of these things that I, I love to do and, but I always wanted to be a stay at home mom. And people would literally yell at me, you know, from New York, a lot of people would be like, what's wrong with you? You need a career because that's where you get your value from. I mean, I've heard it all. And I'm like, no, nah, I'm gonna stay home. I'm gonna raise my family. And it's, it's that moment where you have to realize, okay, as the wife, as the woman, a lot society is telling us that your success is based off your career and what you do in your career is where you get your value. And I'm just here to, to, to break that and shatter that because let me tell you, the importance of motherhood is just unbelievable and the value of it because we are raising these little people to go out in the world and make a huge difference. And our role in life is so incredibly valuable. and I do, And I think society nowadays is breaking that. Um, breaking the role of, of marriage, of fatherhood, the strength of the father in the home. Oh my gosh, like we couldn't do without you. <laughs> you know, the role is so powerful that we don't even realize it. And so, the question I always ask everybody is well, what's important? What's important in your life? Is money the, the sole reason for your existence? Like, is, you know what I mean? Money obviously is important. We talked about that. But what type of family do you want? What do you want at home? What do you want for your children? What do you want for yourself? You know, you you you've chose this person to marry. You chose to have these beautiful children. What do you want for marriage? What do you want for family? And and to just know, okay, if I do send my kids to daycare and school and all that stuff, that's what I'm choosing and that's what I'm gonna love. And I'm gonna put all the effort I can. There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with having women, you know, being out in the world career-wise. But it's, it's the the truth is that we do have the children. (laughs) We do have to have the babies, you know, and I always look at it like this because as of right now, here I am on this podcast working, I still have my, my six children, but we can have it all, but sometimes not at the same time. And so, you know, men don't have kids. They don't have to, you know, bear them and, and, you know, feed them. So there was a moment in time for me where I had to be home. I'm still home, but I'm also working at this point in life. And so when I look at it and I talk to people, a lot of women are very relieved when I speak with them, which is kind of crazy. You would think that they would be yelling at me. And, you know, the, sometimes they just need to hear it and say, you are okay to stay home if that's what you are desiring. If that's what your desire is, there's nothing. It's beautiful. It's a beautiful life. You're valued. Your, you know, your, your importance is incredible. It's a huge sacrifice, huge sacrifice. But when I look back, I'm so thankful that I didn't fall into the trap of, of society telling me that's, you, you can't do that. You have to go get a job. And I'm so thankful for my husband to being on board and saying, I would love for you to say that was actually our first conversation before we even started dating, which is crazy. Huh. Cause he asked what I was doing. And I'm like, well, I work across the street as a hairdresser too. And I said, but I just want to, you know, I just want to be a stay at home mom, get married. And, speak. and he's like, Oh, <laughs> and so maybe that was the spark. I don't know. I but that was one of our first conversations. Because money is important, and all of that is important, but the family is so incredible.
1: Yeah, no, that's yeah. amazing, and that that kind of ties to the last question I had. But I think you kind of mm-hmm. said it already: was how do you balance between business and you know business and yeah. writing books and family? But <laughs> I think you said you know you kind of you, you you get this balance, and and mm-hmm. times have been flow, and all those different sure. pieces, right? So, and there's so many other things I'd love to talk to you about, I know we're, 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 I don't want to be cognizant of your time. I do want to dig a little bit into, so, you know, you decide to kind of have the, the one income for, for a long time. How did you mechanically accomplish that? Was that really focusing laser focused on the budgets or, or like, was there any tips and tricks to kind of like managing the household you know to make sure you could survive maybe that's the right word survive mm-hmm. on that single
0: income I think it's important that we in a sense we use that term and I I've heard you use it is on the same page as long as we're in the same book you know my husband a lot of times <laughs> is like three chapters ahead of me and I'm still you know I'm still there <laughs> I'm still learning a little bit Because a lot of times we want our spouse to understand exactly what's going on in the financial world, but we do have different views and that is okay. We do have different views on even raising children and that is okay. It's that's where the conversations continue has to be fluid. It has to be ongoing because a lot of times we're irritated with each other because they're not seeing the same importance if it's with money or whatever it's for. And, and the financial part, cause I, like I mentioned earlier, there was like a good seven years where he did not do well at the restaurant and we really struggled and I didn't tell anybody, nobody knew about it. We just started cutting back on things and everyone's like, well, why aren't, why aren't you having your big parties anymore? You know what I mean? And I, and I just had to sit back. Christmas would come and he would get stressed and I'm like, listen, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to, so that's the whole awareness part of my husband's stress about money. I'm not stressed because Mm -hmm. I, that was the the thought early on was you think money brings you happiness and I know it doesn't. And so now I'm thinking, okay, money can just bring really cool stuff. It can bring, it could bring experiences. And that's where I'm looking at it in a a different view. We still have different views on money. We still have different views on the budget. All of that. I don't worry at all. (laughs) Like I have complete trust in him at this point and he hates it, (laughs) but but I have that trust and I love it. And, and if he says, listen, we need to cut back, I have that respect for him now, which I didn't have, that I, it was a decision that I had. And this is all decision making. I had to decide to choose respect for him. And I had to decide not to worry about money. And I had to decide to say, you tell me if we're not doing well, because I'm going to cut back. And that's all up to me. And that goes back to that responsibility of each one of us that we have in a relationship in her family, in her marriage, and to herself, I want to choose to be, when I say a better wife, I mean it in a, in a really good way, as far as to putting him first and to say, okay, what can I help with? Because the finances shouldn't be an issue in, in a family. They shouldn't be an issue. We should be um, in the same chapter, let's say, instead of on the same page, because I'll never be on the same. My husband, he, do, he does so much stuff. He's like always doing something. I cannot keep up sometimes but I respect him for it and I look at him in a a new way than I ever did before as far as being um, compassion. That compassion always comes back instead of being irritated at each other. I just encourage everyone to look at it from your spouse's view just for a minute. Be, Be in their shoes just for a minute instead of being irritated. All of a sudden you'll have compassion. You're not gonna be irritated anymore. You're just gonna say, wow, how can I help? You seem stressed. Is, cool. is the money stressing you out? Give me an idea. So I Very hope that cool. answered your question.
1: It, it did. <laughs> and I, I think with that, we'll, we'll, we'll go into the wrap up. There's definitely whether I wanted to jump into the overcoming the major fears and <laughs> le- learning a little bit about taking responsibility and, to, and, and taking charge of your life, especially from a mm-hmm. financial perspective. But hopefully I have you back for another podcast. Absolutely. That'd be awesome. I think there's a lot yes. more we could talk about. And, uh, I want to, I usually, what I do is I go into a summary recap and, mm-hmm. and some of the things that I picked, oh, there's a lot here. And, and, but, uh, we talked at the beginning about being financially free. What does that mm-hmm. definition look like? Uh, that before marriage advice to dig deep, ask those questions. Don't be afraid to dig deep. Um, the weekly financial meeting, I recommend it do as I say, not as I do uh, for me, Uh, the weekly financial (laughs) meeting. I think that's awesome. Um, You know, journaling, right, writing down those thoughts each side, especially if you're hitting a patch where you're not on the same page, writing them down, Mm -hmm. exchanging those notes, making sure that, you know, that you could get communicative. And then the last piece was this implicit trust and communication, really working on developing that. So so thank you for all those pieces. So, Julia, with that, I'll let you have the last word. Uh, what are your final thoughts, and where can people find you?
0: Oh, Paul, this has been amazing. What a, what a great podcast you have! Such a good person. I just want to thank you for being awesome. Oh, thank uh, you. Yeah, no, this has been this is such an important topic, and and I think we don't realize the importance of it because we're married; it's already done, and so we put that on the backside, and we're like, all right, now I got to you know worry about my finances. But I promise you, if you start noticing each other, it's just, it takes these little tiny steps. And a lot of times, like we said earlier, you know, we think of, oh, now we have to have all these meetings and stuff. Just do it once. Just try it one time. Text your spouse, say, you know, just thinking of you. Maybe you haven't done that in 10 years or you haven't called them and said something nice or you pass them, you just give them a hug. All these little things are just little steps that we could take to get closer. Because when we are closer in a relationship, Everything else seems to work out better. We don't have any ma- those major worries. We don't, you know what I mean? And it really does, even it, it, it bleeds off into the children, also into the, the career, because when you go, could you imagine going to work and knowing your spouse has your back? I mean, that makes all the difference. So I just encourage everyone to put all the effort into, you know, we put our effort into all these things, put it into your relationship. And see what will happen because it is unbelievable. But you can you can, um, you can always email me, juliabarbaro at gmail.com. You can check out Gino and I. We have a podcast. You can go juliaandgino.com and check out our podcast. You can check out our kids' books. Um, my husband has a whole course on financial, um, personal finance. For young people, basic finance information. So we have a whole course on that. You can check that out. You can check out his website, uh, Jake And I'm on Instagram, Facebook, all those social medias.
1: Oh, very cool. Very cool. Well, thank you, Julia. I thoroughly enjoyed our discussion today. And I'm per- personally looking forward to the next one. So thank you. Awesome.
0: Thank you, Paul.
1: <laughs> and thanks everyone for downloading our podcast. If you have any questions or comments, please email us at financialdads at gmail.com. Or check us out on Facebook, just go to financialdads.com. So with that, this is Paul reminding you, managing finances can be stressful, but that's why the Financial Dads are here to help you plan for success.